0: Hey guys, I'm Jimmy. This is my wife, Michelle. We have been married for 18 years, and this is our first time sharing from up front, so uh, please forgive us in advance for any nerves or emotions. Um, 1 Thessalonians 2.8 says, we loved you so much that we shared with you not only God's good news, but our very own lives too. And so with the heart behind this verse, we're excited to share our story, and uh, we pray that y'all would find some hope and encouragement in that today. So I was born in New Orleans to parents who were babies themselves. I always knew that they loved my brother and I unconditionally. They taught us so much about the importance of family, hard work, and helping others. Our family was Catholic, but faith was not discussed often in our home. We went to church out of what I understood to be obligation. I didn't see anyone in my life living um, outwardly walking with Jesus, and I mostly found church to be boring, and I stopped attending as soon as I left for college.
1: I too am from New Orleans. I grew up with a single mom. My dad died when I was three. My mom worked hard to care for my brother and I. Looking back now, I can see God's hand in my life when I think about some of the families that helped my mom to care for us. Some of these sweet families planted seeds of faith in my heart that would come to bear fruit many years later. Unfortunately, when we lived with one family for a time, I experienced sexual abuse from a teenage boy that I would repress for many years. Um, My mom remarried an alcoholic, and this time was filled with yelling and fighting. I never wanted to rock the boat, and I became good at doing what made everyone happy. I learned to avoid and withdraw very early. My mom enrolled me in a sweet Christian school, and we were at church often. There I learned of God's love for me, and I accepted Christ at a young age, but I was confused, always thinking I needed to be good enough for God's love. My world was rocked when I was around 13. My older brother left for college. We left our church after my mom's divorce, and I moved from a small private Christian school to a public high school.
0: As a boy, I learned to seek validation through people-pleasing, good grades, and athletic accomplishments. I grew up in a large extended family that was fun and loving, but also very competitive and often critical. I learned to adapt to my surroundings and be who I thought people wanted me to be, instead of figuring out who I really was. I believed if people really knew me, they wouldn't accept me. As a teenager, I formed what I now understand to be an addiction to pornography and masturbation. This fake intimacy shaped an unhealthy sexual identity that would set the stage for future relationship challenges. I mostly look back on this as a lonely time where I didn't feel truly known or accepted, with one exception.
1: High school was a lonely time. I didn't have friends that I trusted and respected. I kept to myself. I suppose I felt more in control that way. I focused on school. I wasn't very interested in dating. I hadn't seen much good in men. I knew I wanted to date someone that I might marry, but one thing led to another, and puppy love soon developed. Jimmy felt fun and also secure, and that was something I didn't know I was so desperately missing. So I followed him to college. I didn't want anyone's opinions at this time. I was beginning to question where God fit in now that I was pursuing a path I knew was disobedient. I wanted to follow the Lord, but I didn't know how. I didn't have an example to follow, and my way felt satisfying much of the time. Proverbs fourteen twelve reminds us there is a way that seems right to man, but in the end it leads to death.
0: So we met while working at a coffee shop in high school I was immediately attracted to Michelle and I loved the fact that she didn't follow the crowd which was something that I had perfected She seemed to accept me, even with my flaws but most of all it was very clear to me early on that she had more integrity than anyone I had ever met I still wonder sometimes what she saw in me We started dating early on during our senior year and continued through college at LSU I think we've got a picture from our first date here which is pretty awesome It's
1: pretty special
0: you don't have to leave that up long. Um, uh, that, was, that was date number one. And so, my contributions to our struggles during this season were extreme insecurity, control, pride, and a lack of grace.
1: Um, I continued to focus on school and on work. I struggled with anxiety over my mom's expectation that I would go to med school. Then there was acne. I wasn't feeling smart or beautiful anymore. I didn't know where my true worth came from. I didn't know the truth of Psalm 139, that I was fearfully and wonderfully made, that I was the Lord's masterpiece, and that I didn't have to do anything for that to be true. I was trusting in myself during this time. I loved Jimmy and felt loved by him, and being the people pleaser that I was, it didn't take too long for our relationship to become physical. I was convicted and I felt shame, but I did nothing to change it. During this time, I had some sweet reminders of the Lord's presence. My brother would call and remind me of God's love for me. My childhood friend called once specifically to have a spiritual conversation. I would see a sweet woman reading her Bible at the coffee shop where I worked, and the first believing friend I'd had in a long time walked into my life. I hadn't been to church in quite some time, and Jimmy and I decided to go to a campus chapel a few times. I was so full of shame, but was not ready to surrender.
0: So as college wound down, I proposed to Michelle and accepted a job in Houston. I was feeling pretty good about myself. and graduated near the top of my class, good job offers, proud parents, and a beautiful fiancé. To the world, I was doing great, but I realize now that it was all still built on what others thought of me. I did not heed concerns from Michelle or advice from her brother that a job on the road would prove difficult for a newly married couple. In hindsight, I was selfish and prideful in that decision. Proverbs 16.8 says, Pride comes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. So I began an exciting career traveling the country, working, meeting new kinds of people, and being exposed to new cultures for the first time in my life.
1: So yes, we graduated, married, moved to Texas, and found ourselves at 21 living very separate lives. I was in a new city, Jimmy was traveling. This again was a lonely time for me. I figured it was supposed to be that way. I was never very communicative about my feelings. It was easier to be a peacemaker and avoid the conflict that I so dreaded. So I put my time and energy into work and hobbies.
0: So I think we have a picture from our wedding here. There we go. Still had hair. (laughs) Um, So I brought... brought, Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, Well, I I I brought several unrealistic expectations into our marriage. I had warped expectations about sex from exposure to pornography. I had unrealistic expectations about homemaking from my family. And I had high expectations of affection from observing my mom with my dad. My poor sweet wife did not stand a chance. So while on the road for work, we began to communicate less and less during the week. My deep longings for affection and attention were not being met, and my coping through pornography intensified. During my last year on the road, I began an affair with a coworker that went on for an extended time. Later, I got a job in Dallas that took me off the road, but not much changed in our marriage. The affair ended when I learned that Michelle was pregnant with our first child. I fell into a deep depression at this point and stumbled into another brief fling. This was my rock bottom. I was overwhelmed with guilt, shame, fear, and hopelessness. I cried out to God, why is this happening? And for the first time in my life, I felt completely broken and worthless.
1: I thought we were moving in the right direction with new jobs in Dallas, no travel, first house, first dog. Once we were in Dallas, I was still focused on myself, my job, my yoga practice, my quest for lifelong health. I didn't know that I had expectations of Jimmy back then, and looking back, my expectations were, don't die, don't be an alcoholic, provide, be faithful, do things that make me happy. As a selfish 27-year-old, I was pregnant, and we were a mess. I had no idea Jimmy was having an affair, although I did gain a voice in Dallas. I voiced my opinions about his relationships with female co-workers. He lied, but I trusted
0: So at this point, I was forced to face the reality of the mess that I had made at home by being emotionally distant, unfaithful, and neglectful of Michelle. By God's grace, we began to talk openly about our marriage and how things were a mess. But I never addressed my dirty secret. God began to draw my heart back towards my wife and towards him. After Jaden was born, we planned to visit some churches and figure out what to do with this whole God thing.
1: I threw myself into all things pregnancy and mothering. Becoming a mom brought out the best in me and also brought me to my knees. The Lord was at work. In April 2007, I surrendered my life to the Lord. I started learning the truth about the gospel and how to follow Christ. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 tells us, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by work so that no one can boast. I realized that I didn't have to be good enough to accept God's gift.
0: Through some sweet friends of ours, we found a community of loving and accepting Christ followers in Frisco who pointed us to truth and showed us what it means to live out a relationship with Jesus. I began to feel God's love and grace wash over me as I took small steps towards him. That hole that I could never fill started filling up. On Easter of 2007, I decided to let go of the wheel, trust God, and I committed my life to Christ. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. This began a gradual process of trusting God with more and more of my life. I began to see other godly men loving and leading their families. I began to study God's word and gain clarity on my calling as a husband and father. I prayed for meaningful friendships that were sorely lacking in my life, which I would come to call community. But I could still not bring myself to share my deep, dark secret of unfaithfulness. I believed that God had forgiven my sin, but I didn't trust that He could heal the wounds it caused.
1: We moved to Richardson in 2008 and began attending Watermark. This became a transformational place for our family. After life became busier with two more kids, the Lord started showing me through some Bible studies and small group conversations that my priorities of kids and husband were flip-flopped. I'd heard about Reengage and thought it could be good for us. I knew I had lots of room for growth, but I didn't quite know what God had in store.
0: Within this body of believers, we've been equipped and encouraged through ministry and community in ways we never imagined possible. We attended a marriage conference that gave us some foundational tools to help us start prioritizing our marriage for the first time, and we discussed checking out ReEngage. Shortly after launching a new community group in 2013, I became increasingly convicted that I needed to walk in the light if I was going to have the marriage, and more importantly, the relationship with God that he intended. He was calling me deeper still to the obedience and authenticity necessary for me to be effective for him in this world. I wrestled with him for a long time on this, as I had made an idol of the safety and security I now felt in my life. First John 1 John 1.6 says, if we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth. But then he goes on in verse 9 to say, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I started to realize that God had given me everything I needed to confess. I just had to choose to trust him, that he would carry Michelle through the pain, and that he had me no matter what consequences would come. So after our first night at Reengage, hearing Raul and Susan's story, I was out of excuses. The next morning, I confessed to the guys in my community group, and with the support of the amazing couples in our group, who are right here, thank you guys, um, I finally laid my deepest, darkest sins before Michelle almost six years ago. They held us and walked us through the most difficult thing we've ever done.
1: That day is vivid. It was surreal. I wanted to just pretend it didn't happen and go back to my day as planned. Um, But life was forever changed. I wanted change and I'd hoped and prayed for change through ReEngage but my vision was a deeper closeness that would develop through sweet, intimate conversations. It never crossed my mind that it would be difficult. I would never really clung to Paul's warning in 1 Corinthians 7.28 that those who marry will have trouble. Until this point, I sought the Lord for my peace and comfort. Psalm 56.8 told me, He keeps track of all my sorrows. I realize now that God was so gracious in his timing for me to hear this news. I had come to a place where I was ready to have a heart of forgiveness, and I had a community of God's people to encourage me in truth. I chose forgiveness in spite of my hurt, anger, bitterness, and anxiety. I had to choose to find my peace in the Lord and not in my circumstances. Isaiah 26.3 says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast, because they trust in you. My job is to trust and he keeps the peace. So we came back to reengage the following Wednesday, hurting but with new eyes for what God would teach us through this process.
0: So the aftermath was devastating, as you would expect. There were questions to be answered, boundaries to set, trust to be rebuilt, and a complete reframing of the life we once knew during that season for Michelle. I had to lay every shameful thing I've done on the table Starting with my sexual struggles as a teen, through the affairs, and my then-still struggles with porn and masturbation. This bearing of my soul and the rejection I assumed would follow was what I feared most in this world. But God was in the middle of it with us now. For the first time in my life, I am fully known by my wife and accepted in spite of my complete brokenness. What a perfect, tangible expression of God's love and grace in my life. I never imagined that God could use my failures to make something beautiful, but that's just what he started to do.
1: There were many hard days ahead and also sweet moments of connectedness. Working through the lessons, I learned that my past, pride, perfectionism, anxiety, control, and mixed up priorities were hurting our marriage. I needed to draw a circle around myself and work on everything inside of it. This was new. This was hard for me. The idea of real love and how short I fall of loving Jimmy well was big news, and I needed that humbling truth. We were both broken, and it was a sweet thing to be working on ourselves together. We were putting God at the center of our marriage for the first time.
0: Reengage taught me how selfish I am and what it looks like to die to myself and to serve my wife. I learned how to be gentler in my communication and avoid sarcasm. I learned how important it is to be quick to seek and extend forgiveness in both the big and small things. I also learned what it looks like to have healthy boundaries with others that honor my wife.
1: Reengage has helped me understand my negative communication patterns and the way those impact our marriage. I've learned that we're one flesh, a team working together rather than keeping score and comparing our contributions to our family. I'm more aware of how my tone and my words affect Jimmy. And I'm quicker to seek forgiveness when I realize that I've been hurtful. So five years later, we're grateful for re and sharing, enjoy sharing how Christ and his people shepherded us through an incredibly desperate time. We know that it's easy to hear these stories each week and leave feeling like that couple is all better now. And we're still a mess. So please hear us that we struggle daily. We're both sinners. We hurt each other with our words. We struggle to assume the best. We're impatient, we are short-tempered, we have to continue working hard every day to pursue one another and love one another despite these wounds. But we believe we struggle better and more humbly and more openly than we used to as we continue allowing God to work on each of our hearts.
0: I think we have one more picture from our 15th anniversary here, so that's us now. Much more gray. Um, so as we wrap up, we just we'd love to leave you guys with a call to action. First, wherever you may be on your journey of faith, we encourage you to press on. God promises that if you seek Him, you'll find Him. If you seek Him with all of your heart, until you've done business with God and laid a solid foundation of faith, you won't be able to sustain any sort of marital healing or oneness. Second, being fully known is what brings oneness. Until you bear your souls, your fears your hopes, and your failures with each other. You will never have true intimacy. This may sound terrifying. It was for me. But I assure you, based on my own experience and many other people around here, that you will miss out on the marriage that God intends for you if you believe the lie that your sins are beyond God's grace and healing. And lastly, make your marriage a priority. Great marriages don't happen by accident. They take hard work and commitment. Think about the things you pour your passions into being excellent at in life. Maybe your job, parenting, some skill or hobby. What if you put the same time and energy and passion into being the best spouse you can be? What would your marriage, your family, and your community look like then? We're so grateful for God's grace in our lives and our marriage. He's been so kind and patient with us, and we know that he stands ready to work in your marriage too, if you'll just let him. Thank you all for letting us share.